loves her mama, loves Jesus, in America too, she's a good girl, she's crazy about Elvis, loves horses, and a boyfriend too. And now I'm free, free from it. Yeah, I'm free, free from it. Okay, so I just watched the movie Free Solo. And I'm a little bit shooken up by it and wanted to uh, word vomit some thoughts out onto the page or the recording, as it were. Um, Free Solo is a movie of this rock climber, Alex Honnold, climbing El Capitan, this sheer rock face in Yosemite National Park, um, without a rope. And... uh, If you are not familiar with the story or you haven't seen the movie and you don't want it to be spoiled, um, then, uh, you know, go watch the movie or, you know, press pause and go watch it or or read it and um, read about it and then come back or just just listen straight through and and then you'll kind of know what happens. And if you ever uh, check it out, because I I did know what happens um, ahead of time and it, it it's it was it was still quite a story to watch unfold on the screen. I can't believe these crazy mfers videoed a guy climbing. Or I mean, first of all, I can't believe the guy does it. But when you watch the movie, you see that this guy is not a regular guy. Alex Honnold is a rock climbing beast, and that's he's singularly focused on achieving his mission. And he talks about it being the closest thing to perfection um, because, you know, anything less than perfection, you know, you're falling to your death. Um, and the tension that that brings to the screen. And I was, I was getting annoyed at the soundtrack because, you know, there, of course, there was like, you know, these suspenseful chords <laughs> and like string arrangements and creepy piano soundtracks. And the, whoever did the music did a great job. And, and as a musician, I was like, oh, man, I, I can tell how much the music is lending to this story. But um, it was super duper suspenseful. Um, I uh, I heard about this story from listening to the Sports Junkies radio show. Uh, it's a D.C. based sports radio and, uh, you know, morning talk show. And uh, they, they, you know, had some, some folks in and interviewed him about the, the making of the movie. And I was intrigued, but I didn't check it out at the time. That was a few months ago. And then I was poking around on TV, didn't, didn't really know what I felt like falling asleep to last night. So I, I found that and I was like, oh, shoot, this is, this is available to watch. So I put it, I put it on and uh, but it was a horrible decision to put something on to try to fall asleep to because I was instantly like hooked and and paying attention and just so intrigued by who is this guy, who is this camera crew um, that, that are all like really awesome climbers too. Uh, of course, they're using ropes, but like they're dangling off the sides of mountains from thousands of feet up. 
you know, to, to film this guy doing what he's doing. And it was mind blowing. I am, uh, not a heights person. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would say I have a healthy respect for heights. Um, and that's just so that I don't admit to myself that I'm afraid of heights so that I feel a little bit more empowered. Cause if I say I'm afraid of heights, I feel like there's a, an element of defeat in there that I'm uh, trying to, to overcome. So I say I have a healthy respect for heights. When I stand up against, uh, you know, so if I'm on a tall building or, or look, you know, looking down over, uh, if we're hiking somewhere and there's a little bit of a steep spot and I look down and, and there's, you know, I, I kind of do a quick little visual math and I think, oh, okay, so if, if I slipped right there, I would, I would probably tumble there, hit that, hit that piece, keep tumbling, uh, break all my bones, smash my face and my head and be a dead bloody pulp at the bottom of a hill. Um, and just my, my visual, you know, prediction of how bad it could go is it's, it's almost paralyzing. Like my heart pumps, my hands start sweating. And that's when I'm out there facing some heights. Um, I did a little bit of rock climbing for the first time about, uh, I don't know, five or six months ago. Me and my daughter had a daddy-daughter date. Uh, my wife took our other daughter out um, on a mommy-daughter date. So me and Emma, we got to uh, you know have an afternoon and evening to ourselves. And I say, hey, what do you want to do? And I, 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 was, I always wanted to challenge her. She's a little bit timid like me. She takes after her dad in a lot of ways in, in her personality. Um, <laughs> and I was like, hey, you know, let's, let's go challenge ourselves. Let's go to the local rock, you know, indoor rock wall. And um, we did the auto belay thing, which is where you're attached to a rope that's, uh, you know, hanging, uh, hanging off of the top of the wall. And it'll gradually let you down, you know, when, when you get to the top and you want to come down, you can repel yourself down without needing to use any ropes or anything like that. I don't have any rope skills. I've never learned that stuff. Um, that stuff kind of freaks me out too, even just relying on the auto belay. Um, so you clip in and you're wearing a harness and it, the first time I did it, it took a little bit of courage to go, well, here we go. I hope all the equipment works. Um, and you push yourself off the wall and, and you feel the tension for a moment. It feels like you're falling and then it, it catches and then the tension, you know, slowly lets you down and you're, you know, pushing your feet off against the wall. Um, like, uh, I don't know the SWAT team that's about to bust into a building in a cheesy action movie where they, you know, um, uh, bounce down the outside of a wall and then smash through some glass and blow some people up with the machine guns. I probably watched too many action movies as a kid. But, um, and even that just in that very controlled, very safe environment, you know, we watched the safety video, the, uh, the, the employee of the rock wall place was there to make sure we clipped in right. And, you know, going up and, and, you know, just looking back down, I was only, you know, 30 feet in the air. I don't know, 40 feet. In the, I, I really don't know, but, uh, it was nothing compared to, you know, what these guys go out there and do. And I am just, I am just in awe of the amount of preparation and skill and dedication that this guy, Alex Honnold has. Um, he lives out of his van 
he's got a cool like converted van that has like a little kitchenette and a sleeping area and he just goes to the park and prep you know prepares and goes up with with ropes first to map out the trail and um it's really intense because you see him miss a couple moves while he's practicing with his ropes and then the ropes catch him and you know he doesn't fall to his death while he's practicing and you but you're just like oh my god if if this was the real run if this was the free solo run where he does this without any ropes and without any restraints like he misses that move and he falls to his death i don't even know if this is appropriate tv you know i don't know if it's appropriate for human minds to watch this kind of thing um like i'm i'm so shook up by it but i'm also just humbled and in awe in the courage of this guy and his you know his just the crazy way of processing the world and also like a little bit of sad way of processing the world he's like hey you know i have a goal and if i never try i might regret it i you know he basically comes to the conclusion that he would rather perish trying his best than than to never know if he could have done it and I, I, I just don't, I don't relate. I love, I love living. I want to see what tomorrow can bring. Um, and he, he actually says something about how, you know, when he, uh, he was trying to kind of settle down with a girlfriend and they were buying their first home. And he was like, I always felt like I should buy a home, but you know, there's just, there's not much for me there. There's nothing to achieve in the comfort of a routine. He was like, greatness comes when you're out there pushing yourself. And, you know, just that kind of complacent life isn't for him. And I I think there's a point to be made that there's a healthy balance between being comfortable and safe and then challenging yourself. Um, I'm certainly not going to go out and do any free solo rock wall climbing. Um, but, uh, but, but it does cross my mind that... Uh, you know, there's 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 a next generation of guys that are going to look up to this guy and go, wow, like that's something that can be done. And the personal high and the personal thrill of trying to accomplish something like that just must be insane. I don't know how that guy like, you know, went to sleep the night before when he was like, I'm starting, I'm feeling pretty good. I think, I think we're ready to go for it. Um, wow, wow. And the technical moves that he's pulling off and just the strength of his hands and his and his flexibility. I mean, the guy's shredded, um, but like lean shredded, you know, just like super core strength strong. And I just, I, I cannot fathom what he put himself through to, to try to accomplish this goal of climbing El Capitan without any ropes. I mean, it's just, it's just mind boggling. They, uh, in the film, they take an MRI of his brain and they show that his amygdala was very, like, very inactive compared to a normal brain. And, uh, and she, the, the woman who was going over his results with his MRI, he, he was like, uh, she, she said, you know, basically what stimulates most people is not enough to stimulate you. And he was like, well, maybe that's a function of how long I've been doing this. And there's a cool question to be had there when it comes to like the brain physiology and, and, you know, sort of neurochemistry or whatever's going on there. It's like, what is going on in this guy's brain that he can handle this amount of risk? 
And he says that for him, it's it's a calculated risk, right? The the cost is very high, right? Dying, you know, one mistake and you die. But for him, he says he does his preparations. He waits until he feels super fit. And, and in those ways, he keeps the risk low. He's like, I wouldn't do it if I wasn't confident. But I need to go prove to myself that I can be perfect or as close to perfect as, as I need to be to get to get to the top. Um, so thank God. I mean, I mean I'm all, so I'm, I'm laying in bed and I'm watching this and I'm trying to go to sleep. This is last night. And I get to the morning of his attempt and he has to start in the dark because they need to get past a certain maneuver. So there's all these different, I guess they call them pitches or, you know, different pitches or slabs of, of the ascent. So it, it breaks the climb up into like 28 different pieces or whatever. And they have different cool names for them. Um, one's called the boulder problem. One's called like the enduro channel. Um, all sorts of cool names. I was actually like, I was like, maybe someone needs to make a music concept album about the the Yosemite climb. Although maybe that's what they called the soundtrack anyway. You know, if I was the, the if I was chosen to make music for that, I would probably name the, the instrumental tracks after the sections of of climb. But there was this one spot where he has to do a move called a karate kick <laughs> on a, on the sheer face of a mountain. Um, where he has to kick his leg over and stick it to another piece of the wall and and then, you know, slowly work his way over. And it was a hard move, and it was one of those ones where he, you know, you watch him miss it when he's, when he's got the ropes on. Um, and you're just like, oh, my God. So I, last night, I, I couldn't watch it. I, they you know they show him driving out there they show him with his headlamp on starting in the dark because he wants to get past a certain section a certain pitch or a certain slab before the sun rises um or before the sun gets too hot on it or w- whatever it was there's some strategy involved with what time to start the climb and i i was just freaking out in bed it was like midnight um my wife had already fallen asleep and i i had to turn it off i was like i can't watch this right now this is way too intense and, um, I turn it off. I go, I go to sleep uh, by the way, it was, my brain was still firing. So it was kind of hard to fall asleep. And then I, I wake up today, I make the girls some pancakes. I'm getting going. I was like, I got to go finish that. Now that it's daylight, I feel like I'm a little bit braver. <laughs> I can turn this on. And I got in, I got, you know, I got in bed and I turned it back on and I was watching and my hands are sweating and my ankles are sweating. I have to remind myself to breathe just watching this on on the screen. There's something there about how good of s- listeners and and story absorbers, like consumers of stories we are as humans, I think that we can hear something and then react to it you know, or see something and react to it. It's like, yeah, tell me your story. And I'm going to internalize it a little bit and empathize with it. And um, his poor girlfriend is like, I think she's maybe the main character of this movie because she wants things to progress and she wants, she wants to feel loved. And he is so singularly focused on his mission that he's like, hey, you know, he describes something as maximizing his lifespan 
<laughs> and I watched that and he, he, you know, he's a socially awkward guy. It looks like he doesn't quite have all the same social things firing in his brain and in his, and in his heart as everyone else. Um, the movie talks about his upbringing a little bit. Maybe it has something to do with that. But, um, you know, this girlfriend is like, you know, I'm, I'm nervous for you. You don't have to do this. And he's like, yeah, well, and, and she's like, well, you know, if, if you made a commitment to me, you know, would that change your, your calculus on whether or not this is worth doing? And he was like, yeah, right now I'm, I'm not ready to, you know, have a consideration where I'm maximizing my lifespan. I was just like, that's such a funny way of saying not die. Like I'm going to do something where I don't want to die. He's like, mm, no. for me, not dying is less of a problem than not achieving this. And that is just so mind-blowing to see someone with that sort of resolve or that sort of dysfunction. Seriously, like, be honest about it. Like, it's an amazing accomplishment, but there is something dysfunctional about that, I, I'd say. Oh, Jesus, I'm getting nervous just thinking about it again. Um, so this poor girlfriend is like, she wants to be loved, and he has other objectives. And I think we can all relate to that. Love is a bit of a, a personal sacrifice, right? Um, you know, you give up some of yourself and some of your selfish desires in order to meet somebody halfway or as close to halfway as you can manage. And uh, they also had a very brief footage of his mother. And his mother had this amazing take on it which was, this is the one thing that brings Alex the height of his joy. And who am I to take that away from him? I thought that was so profound. And she was so at peace with everything. Um, and she just, she sees in her child that this is one of the only things in life that is makes life worth living for him. So in a weird, ironic way, if you took away the risk of him dying, his life wouldn't be worth living anymore. Like he could never achieve the same heights of happiness and self-worth and accomplishment as when he does these free solo climbs um, in anything else. Maybe that's an assumption, you know, maybe if he became a father, like he would embrace the challenge of that or who knows, but that's the path he's on and his mother is not judgmental about it. And I could not fathom that. I was like, oh my God, like, I don't want my, I don't let my kids ride their scooter without their helmet on, you know, <laughs> like, but you know, they, they, maybe that's apples and oranges because he's a he's a he's an adult and he's training and he's preparing as much as he can and this is his passion and he's pursuing it. You know, there's there's gonna come a point where you know my kids want to do something that I would rather them not do, but it'll be time for me to say, you know, just be sh be sure to be careful and think things through and do your best. You know, but but kind of zip it and let them go live their lives. Um, so I'm watching this climb and even the cameramen are having a tough time watching because they're like, we don't want to lose our friend. Somehow they, they justify it. And some of his rock climbing expert friends were like, 
yeah, we're nervous, but we're here to help him because if he should slip and fall and die and we weren't there for him in, in preparation, then that, that would be harder to live with than knowing that we helped him prepare as much as possible and he still, you know, slipped and fell to his death. Um, God, that's so just, it's just, it, just saying that out loud still like sends a little shiver through my heart and my stomach. Like my heart goes into my throat when I think about that kind of stuff. Um, I have a philosophy in life when it comes to my healthy respect for heights, which is I get uncomfortable when too few things have to go wrong for it to be a disaster. And I'll say that one more time because that's kind of a mouthful. Uh, I get uncomfortable. I don't like situations where too few things have to go wrong for it to be a disaster. That is the threshold of comfort for me, you know? So as long as there's a couple fail safes, I can try things that are risky. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if one little thing goes wrong and it sends me plummeting to my death, then I'm not that interested in doing that activity. Oh, um, but, uh, so I'm, I, I watched it this morning and I knew how it turned out because, <laughs> because I heard him on an interview, you know, just a few months ago. And this was back in 2017 that he did the climb. I think it was June 3rd, 2017. And, uh, so I knew he made it, but watching the movie still freaked me the hell out. Like watching him maneuver through the toughest parts of the climb was so freaky and watching these close up, this close up footage of his toe being on the tiniest little ledge of this rock and then him pushing himself up to the next foothold or handhold was just so freaky to watch. I'm glad I knew he made it because if I didn't know if he survived or not, I, I probably would have been puking or, you know, pissing my bed, um, in just fear and anxiety and discomfort. Um, I knew he made it. And, um, and it was still that hard to watch. Uh, and it, it puts a smile on my face. It makes me realize how easy and safe my general life is. Although, there's something he says, too. is like, I figure, you know, anybody could die any day. We don't really know. So I like to face that head on and, and tackle it. Um, so anyway, that's... Uh, that's my take on free solo. I hope I didn't spoil it for you, but, uh, if you want to check it out, check it out. Um, yeah, I'm grateful for my life and I'm grateful for the choices that I make and the way that my brain works. And, uh, you know, there were parts of it that I could relate to. Um, you know, he takes it to an extreme, but there's certain things about the preparation and then, you know, you, you get to the moment of doing it and there's really no thrill quite like that. And you have to trust yourself and trust your skills and be in the moment. And, um, you know, that, all that kind of stuff or, you know, and, and, and 
kind of respecting your objective and respecting your mission. He talks about it's almost like a warrior mentality. And I think that I, I could use maybe a little bit more of a warrior mentality. Sometimes I'm just like, how do we get through the day, um, you know, in, in sort of a socially normal way and achieve things that are going to be comforting for, for myself, but, you know, maybe not always challenging myself to pursue something that's so meaningful. Um, I, you know, I, it comes and goes in phases with, with music stuff and, and other life projects, but, um, you know, there's some inspiration to get from this guy and, and also just to know that, you know, if I screw up on stage, no one's getting hurt really. As long as I'm okay with letting my ego, you know, take a little bit of a blow and then bouncing back, that's okay. I've screwed up on stage a lot, a lot, a lot of times and I've gotten more comfortable. And then through that comfort and through just knowing kind of how to be myself through these moments, um, that's kind of, you go through the trials so that you can figure out how to be yourself in a moment and just be honest about the stakes. You know, I, I get on stage to try to help people have a good time, uh, put a smile on their face, do something kind of interesting with sound and, and melody and harmony and, and, uh, and groove and, um, you know, just kind of help people, you know, all the things that we love about music, you know, it puts a smile on our face or it makes us think about something deep or, or uh, you know, makes us chuckle gets us to tap our toe, um, you know, maybe we have a good time with our friends, right? All, all those sorts of things that we celebrate about live music. It's like, yeah, we, we get all that goodness and the risk is pretty minimal. You know, maybe the sound gear doesn't work as well as it should or I break a string or my voice cracks. But as long as we don't end up in some sort of fiery inferno, uh, you know, my music gear causes something to spark and it catches the curtains on fire. And for, for some reason, we can't open the doors and everybody burns to a crisp. Uh, you know, that, that would be that would be bad. But, you know, that's it's not going to happen. You know, uh, maybe my sound gear doesn't work and it grinds the whole show to a halt and, and I get fired by the venue. But, you know, I still get to wake up the next morning and... um have a cup of coffee and hug my kids and go and live my life, you know? Um, so I, I, yeah, I'm, I don't think you'll ever find me free solo climbing any walls out in nature anytime soon. The uh, little bouldering area where you can practice uh, different maneuvers and, and different free climbs at the rock wall gym is, is plenty for me. Uh, you just fall down on a mat and even that is kind of freaky when you slip unexpectedly. It's really, it's freaky. Cause you were like, Oh, I thought I had that. And then I didn't, and I was falling. And I think if I hadn't done my little bit of rock wall climbing experience a couple months ago, I, I, I probably wouldn't have gotten so into this movie, like just my little bit of experience with that. I find that with anything, anything that I try, I instantly get a greater appreciation for the experts in that field, whether it be a sport, um, like golf, you know, trying to be a decent golfer makes me go, Oh my gosh, the pros are so good. Um, anything really, you know, and trying to be, a, do some handy projects around the house. I'm like, man, people that are good at this, you know, they, there's something to be celebrated there. That's, that's really cool. Um, 
But uh, yeah, rock climbing is, I, I will be securely harnessed and double checking all my gear um, before anything goes too, goes too terrible. I'll try to have a few, a few fail safes before disaster is kind of how I like to live my life. And that's um, just part of my personality. I think it's good to challenge that and to kind of stretch outside of the comfort zone in many ways, but, but also this guy, Alex, the rock climber guy, he's, he's a different kind of person. And it's weird to see on screen. It really is. But what an incredible achievement. Um, I recommend the movie, even though it's a little bit hard to watch. So, uh, those are my two cents on the free solo. Wow. It wasn't a movie about um, the beginning of Return of Jedi, Return of the Jedi, where Leia frees Han Solo from the carbonite. It's a movie about a guy climbing El Capitan without any ropes. It was crazy. Oh my god. Oh, all right. Free falling, yeah. Free falling.